PSOS Radio Podcast. Life issues, artist interviews, and faith. Downloading. Downloading. Now. Shanti Feldhahn is a Harvard-trained researcher and author, and she's worked on Capitol Hill and on Wall Street. And she's our guest this morning on SOS Radio. How are you, Shanti? I am doing great. It's great to be with you. So, Shanti, like a lot of us, we've heard that stat that half of marriages in our country end in divorce, and it was something that wasn't really adding up when you were doing some of your research. You decided to dig into that a little bit. I did. I started to see all this data that didn't match the conventional wisdom. <laughs> and and once I started seeing what the data was showing me, I'm like, okay, this is a really big deal um, because it turns out that a lot of the discouraging things that we believe about marriage and divorce just aren't true. I mean, certainly, yeah, there's reasons for concern, but a lot of the things like the 50% divorce rate or the divorce rate for remarriages or the rate of divorce is the same in the church and you know, maybe most marriages aren't particularly happy. There's just tons of things that we think are true that aren't, and it's really discouraging marriages. Yeah, so you decided to put together a whole project and really dig into that. I mean, like eight years of research, and you have a book. It's called The Good News About Marriage that addresses a lot of that. Yeah, my little brain just wasn't smart enough to do this quickly. It's a very it's a very complicated field. And, um, and so, yeah, I tried to basically pull out all of the stuff that we were finding that contradicts the conventional wisdom and can give people hope in their marriages and can give, you know, people like you, who's, uh, you know, a leader, an influencer, or pastors, you know, who really truly are the shepherds of the body of Christ and they're very discouraged. You know, one of the goals is to try to give not just average marriages hope, but the people who work with marriages. Here's the bottom line that we have found in all of the research I've done on my other studies over the years with men and women, you know, um, I've been really digging into what people believe underneath the surface and they, they don't really necessarily talk about, but it's in there. And one of the things that we have identified is there really is one common denominator in whether a marriage survives or fails. There's lots of different factors, obviously, that lead to marriage problems, but underneath either outcome is really whether the couple believes they're going to make it or not, you know, whether they have a sense of hope or a sense of futility, because if they think, you know what, we're going to make it, it's a completely different deal than once they think that there's no hope. And the problem is, is we have this big culture-wide feeling of no hope (laughs) about marriage. This is just a fascinating study. We're talking to Shanti Feldhahn on SOS Radio. and Her new book's called The Good News About Marriage. And we'll dig into some of those stats about marriage in the church and remarriages and all the fallacies that we've all come to believe. SOS Radio, next. I can barely stand. This discussion might change your hope on marriage. I'm Scott on SOS Radio. We're talking to author and researcher Shanti Feldhahn. And she has this new book. It's called The Truth About Marriage. And she was just sharing about how hope is the one factor that really keeps marriages together when you research all the data. You know, even when one spouse is holding on and the other one's completely given up, what do we do with that, Shanti? Well, one of the things that I've found in all the other studies that I've done, you know, with individual men and women, not like the big picture stuff about marriage as a whole, but individuals, is we've seen this really startling pattern where even one person in the marriage either has hope that things will change or just a commitment to keep going no matter what. That that 
dynamic in most cases at some point turns the marriage around. One of the things that, that we confirmed as we were doing this, this massive study of all the stuff out there about marriage and divorce was that there, there was a study, very well done study a number of years ago by a, by a researcher named Linda Waite. And she studied the people that were the most miserable in their marriages. And she found, she tracked these people and found that those who were the most miserable, if they just stuck it out for five years, that those same people, 80% of them, were very happy in their marriage five years later. Really? Wow. That is huge because it really says, you know what? This isn't rocket science. We can get through this. The problem is the people need the hope to keep going so they don't think they're going to have to endure, you know, 40 years of a miserable marriage. And yeah, okay, you know, sometimes things are kind of complicated. And yes, if this is a fallen world, there's going to be cases where somebody is called to endure. But most of the time, doing that, sticking it out, it leads to transforming the marriage into the marriage that you want. Wow, that's really fascinating. So has the divorce rate ever been as high as 50% in our country? Never, never. It's never been close. See, here's what happened. This is the, the backstory, and then I'll tell you what it is. In the 1970s, that's when no-fault divorce first started to become a thing, right? And you could get divorced just, you know, because you wanted to, as opposed to trying to convince a judge that there was a reason for it. And so the divorce rate started to skyrocket, and then it hit a peak because people saw really quickly that that was a really damaging trend. <laughs> and so the researchers in the 1970s, when they, this was skyrocketing, they started to say, oh my gosh, if this keeps up, we're going to hit a 50% divorce rate someday. But in 1980, it hit a peak and it's come down 30% wow. since 1980. It never got close to that 50% number. It's been declining. And so the problem is, is that we haven't really, as a, you know, kind of a research community, the demographers, the sociologists, I look at it as an outside analyst and I say, you know, at some point we got to revise those projections because those are discouraging people and they're not actively true, like it's never been close. Right now, for example, as we're sitting here talking, according to Census Bureau numbers, this is not some little sideline study, this is Census Bureau, 71% of people are still married to their first spouse. Wow. And the 29% that aren't, by the way, a big chunk of that is people that were married for 50 years and their spouse died. Oh, wow. Those are just marriages that have ended. Now, nobody knows what the, um, you know, the first marriage divorce rate actually is. And I think that's one of the reasons the myths get started. But we can get closer. We can say, you know, it's got to be less than 29%. And there's about a 10% rate of widowhood. And there's some other factors. We can estimate that probably closer to 20 to 25% okay. of first marriages have ended in divorce. Now, that's still too high, but it's a whole lot better than what people think it is. We're talking to Shanti Feldhahn on SOS Radio about the truth about marriage. More with her coming up next. SOS Radio.
We're talking to Shanti Feldhahn on SOS Radio. So let's dig into that stat about divorce in the church. I remember there was a, a Barna study that a lot of people have quoted, probably inaccurately or not knowing the full extent of the data, that said something along those lines, that, that divorces <laughs> in the church were just as high as those of people who don't go to church. What did you find about that, Shanti? Well, okay, so here's the truth. It turns out that the Barna study, everybody thinks that he found, like you said, that the rate of divorce is the same in the church. I used to think that. I've quoted all these wrong statistics myself. So I, I looked at the Barna study and, and talked to the Barna group and George Barna about this, and it turns out Barna never studied people in the church. <laughs> that wasn't even what he was trying to study. What Barna group was studying very specifically, they were studying belief systems. So someone who said they were a Christian or said they were a Muslim or said they were an atheist, those groups had the same divorce rate. But he excluded whether they went to church from the analysis because that wasn't what he was trying to study. So what I did is I partnered with Barna and I bought that same data set and we re-ran all the numbers, but just, you know, this one factor added, which is, was the person in church last week? And if the person was in church last week, the divorce rate dropped by 27%. Wow. And, and by the way, that's the smallest drop that all these studies have found. In, in that chapter in the book, I, I touch on, there's about five or six of them that have been done, good studies that have been done. And they all find the same thing, that if the person regularly makes not just their faith you know, in their head, but it's a part of their life by going to church, the divorce rate drops anywhere from 25 to 50 percent. That is huge because it means that not only does going to church matter, it matters a lot. Now, what do the stats show about living together before marriage? I know, obviously, the Bible is clear about sex outside of marriage is a bad idea, and God specifically calls that out. But a lot of Americans in the church even still believe that they should test drive Mm -hmm. their relationship and live together before they're married to see if they're compatible. Well, you know what? It turns out that that's one of these big, unfortunate, you know, myths as well, that trying to test drive marriage ahead of time, you know, to see if they're compatible. It turns out that unfortunately, and I've looked at all the different studies on this, unfortunately, that if you live together before you get married and then you do get married, it makes it more likely you'll get divorced later. I always want to tell people ahead of time what the risky behaviors are so that they know how to avoid them because it's better to know ahead of time. The analogy some people use, you know, is, is you wouldn't buy a car without test driving it, right? Well, it turns out that when it comes to marriage, I guess it's because the way God designed it, the act of test driving the marriage, the act of test driving the car, so to speak, is more likely to break the car. And, and unfortunately, we don't know that. And people need to know that. Because that, here's what I, I look at that, and I think... Yeah, one of the bad news today that is accurate is people are more likely to live together before they get married. That is true. That's a statistic that you've heard that is true. But I look at it and I think, why is that? And I think a huge percentage of those people are living together because they're scared of marriage. They're worried. They've heard all these bad things and they think, why would I want some of that? You know, if half of marriages end in divorce and most of them aren't particularly happy, you know, why would I want that? And it's a good question. But it turns out most marriages are strong for a lifetime. Most marriages are happy and enjoying being married. 
This study is so fascinating. We're talking to Shanti Feldhahn on SOS Radio. Thanks for sharing with us this morning. Your new book is out right now. Yeah, thanks so much. It's called The Good News About Marriage. SOS Radio. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. Tell a friend and connect. SOSradio.net.